Today is going to be our first ever podcast swap. I will be interviewing Jacob and six-year-old Olivia from the Curious Kid podcast. They will be interviewing me about my colorblindness on their podcast. And please stick around after that interview is over. We need to have some discussions over what we're going to do the next few weeks. guys very exciting week for me me and the other podcast host we're going to talk to today we've been trying to get this set up since november so i'm happy to say we're finally going to do it they are being interviewed on my podcast i will be interviewed on their podcast which is also available right now it is the curious kid podcast curious kid podcast it's on all formats uh, I, you've got my permission right now to go ahead and to sc- subscribe to it. Pause me, go over there and subscribe to theirs. Now, let me tell you about those guys. They started their podcast back in September of 2018. Now, you hear me getting on here blabbing all the time about how I'm so excited about how successful Substitute Teachers Lounge is. As you probably know, we're hovering right around 10,000 total listens now. Well, the Curious Kid podcast just a few weeks ago crossed the 100,000 listen number. That is mind-boggling. I hope to be there someday, but their podcast is great. After the interview is over, we might talk a little bit about resources, too, because this podcast, the Curious Kid podcast, is a huge resource to use in the classroom. And just a few weeks back, they started a new feature that included presidential episodes. So basically, every Sunday morning, they are curious about a topic that they explain at a kid's level. And they also are curious about topics that people have sent in. So they're going to talk about that a little bit. In my case, you have always heard me talk about my colorblindness. So my granddaughter, Anna, wrote them a letter and said, would you mind doing an episode about colorblindness? So that is what their episode is today. And I get to be interviewed there. And of course, they get to be interviewed here because we're going to talk about teachers and we're going to talk about how we can use their podcast in the classroom what they do every saturday then is the presidential episode where you'll learn about presidents you'll learn about what was going on at the time they were presidents all the kind of stuff you can include in a classroom especially at the elementary school level but i've used it at middle school and i've even used it once in high school and they actually thought it was great too even though the format uses some very young host olivia is the great co-host of the main Sunday Curious About Kids episode. Now, Jacob is her dad. He is the host of the show, but I think he'll be the the first to admit to you that Olivia is the one that steals the show. So we're interviewing them today, and then we'll talk about that afterwards. So here we go. 
Jacob and Olivia, it is fantastic to have you on Substitute Teachers Lounge podcast today. Jacob, let's start out with this one. What is your background and why did you start your podcast? Hey, Greg. Before I answer your question, I want to thank you for having me on Substitute Teachers Lounge. You have a wonderful podcast and it's a pleasure to join you for a few minutes. I am a pharmacist. And although our chosen professions are very different, I think they share something in common. Being a pharmacist or a teacher can be so rewarding and yet very challenging. We wake up every morning and do what we can to help the community, despite the obvious challenges that pharmacists and teachers might go through on a day-to-day basis. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you and all other teachers out there. My co-host on Curious Kid Podcast is my six-year-old daughter, Olivia. She is a kindergarten student and she loves learning. When she was younger, maybe three or four years old, I would put her to bed every night and she would ask me questions while she was laying in her bed because she was always so curious, as many kids are. I answered her questions as best I can, but then something funny happened. Her teachers told me that she was teaching her classmates what we had learned together the next day at school. Even at four, Olivia had a hunger to learn and really enjoyed teaching others what she had learned. So... I had the idea for Curious Kid Podcast because both Olivia and I love learning different things, and we loved teaching those things to others as well. I'm sure you and your listeners can relate to that. We started the podcast when she was four, and it's still going strong. Every week we get curious about another topic, and turn that curiosity into a 10 to 15 minute podcast episode. It's been such an amazing bonding experience for the two of us. Jacob, I just love that story. I think I told you before when we were first going through this that your story kind of chokes me up a little bit. My own granddaughter, Anna, is six. She's also in kindergarten. Uh, She, too, will... She comes home with things she's learned every day. We'll run into students that are in several grades above her, and she'll say, hey, I know her, and she'll go on down and talk to them just like she knows them, like uh, they're, they're her best friend. So I can definitely relate to your story. I love it. I'll mention to you or mention to our listeners that Anna is the one that wrote the letter uh, about my colorblindness to Curious Kid, and you'll hear her letter when you listen to that podcast. Let me ask you this. What do you feel is the best way to use your podcast in the classroom? Great question. As I mentioned, our podcast is a weekly podcast, and we get curious about something new each week. Recently, we covered topics like planets, fruit, oceans, telephones, and construction trucks. The best way to utilize our podcast in the classroom would probably be to take a look at the list of topics we've covered and see if any of them apply to the classes you teach. There is one exception, though. We have been releasing mini-episodes on Saturdays on each of the United States presidents in chronological order. These episodes run about five minutes each, and the goal of the mini-presidential episodes is to engage kids, and perhaps also grown-ups, in current events and politics. The president episodes would be easy to integrate in any class, covering U.S. history and the presidents. I agree, Jacob. I think the presidential episodes are great for the classroom. I just looked at your directory. I know you're well over or right at 80 episodes right now. So 
you know, if, guys, if you look at this, if you look at their directory and their podcast and just glance down through there, there is just an enormous amount of, of projects. And when you hear Olivia here in just a minute, you're going to fall in love with her. You're going to want to use this in your classroom. So it's going to be fantastic. But it is an absolutely great resource. Jacob, what uh, which of the episodes have been most popular? This is actually a funny story. Our most popular episode is called Curious About Hiccups and Farts. Every other week, we take a listener suggestion and get curious about that topic on our podcast. Last year, we got an email from a listener in Dallas, Texas, who wanted us to get curious about hiccups. That was a great suggestion, but here comes the plot twist. The listener's mother reached out to us on Instagram a few days later to tell us that her son was really curious about farts more than hiccups but he was a bit embarrassed to put that in the email. Let's be honest, Greg, who isn't curious about farts? Well, we replied to the mom on Instagram, letting her know that we were curious about hiccups and farts too, and that we would love to learn about both for her son. I asked my wife if talking about farts on the podcast would potentially turn some of our listeners off, but she told me to go for it. And guess what? Curious about hiccups and farts is our most popular episode by far, with more than 10% more downloads than the next most popular episode. Ever since that episode came out in August, I tell any podcasters that ask me what they can do to grow their downloads that they need to talk about farts more. (laughs) That's great, Jacob. I love that. I think it is hilarious. I've listened to that episode. I'm Listeners, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that is episode number 45. I'm also going to tell you that once you start listening to these, you're going to, going to, you're going to want to go back and look at them and see which ones are going to be great in your classroom and listen to all them too. Could Substitute Teachers Lounge ever have an episode on farts? Teachers, I know you're thinking the same thing I am. I think I might hear that word at least weekly, almost daily in my classroom, and it doesn't matter whether it's a boy or a girl. Sometimes I've heard it said with a table full of just girls. So, you know, things have certainly changed about what we talk about since I've been in the classroom. I usually felt kind of guilty, but... You know, it's funny how often that comes up in the classroom and the kids still giggle about it regardless of age. And I've listened to your episode. It is outstanding. And of course, you explain it in a way that makes sense that we never even think about. So I love that. So now we get to talk to Olivia, the young lady that steals the show. Olivia, what grade are you in now? Hi, Greg. I'm in kindergarten. Olivia, that is great. And for the record, you might have the cutest, sweetest voice that we have ever had on the podcast. Sorry about that, middle schoolers. You're going to have to take a back seat for this episode. But that is a great answer. And I always enjoy listening to you on the podcast. Now, have you ever had a substitute teacher? Since we're on Substitute Teachers Lounge, I want to know that. Have you ever had a substitute teacher? I've had substitute teachers a lot of times, and it was so much fun. That's great, Olivia. I'm glad you liked them. I'll, I'll ask you a couple more questions about substitute teachers here in just a moment, but do you have uh, brothers and sisters, and how old are they? I have one little brother. His name is Noah, and he's three years old. 
Ah, and Noah is cute too. I can't wait till every Saturday morning to hear him say hello, everybody, and talk about the presidential episode with his mom. So that's outstanding. Let me ask you another question. What makes your favorite teacher your favorite teacher? My favorite teachers are nice and they don't give me a lot of work. Okay, Olivia, that may be the perfect answer. I don't think schools have changed that much since I was a kid because my favorite teachers are the ones that made classes fun and didn't give us a lot of work, too. We talk about that a lot on Substitute Teachers Lounge. So let me ask you this. What do you like best at school? I like to do math because it's a challenge and I am good at it. And I also love spending time with my friends. Boy, Olivia, every time I hear you answer a question, I I think of my granddaughter, Anna. She likes math, too. She likes spending time with her friends. We got to get you guys together to meet someday, so that would be great. Let me ask you another one. How do your uh, your teachers connect with you? How do they make class more fun and interact with you guys? They make learning fun by doing funny things, and we play games that allow us to learn. Olivia, I tell you what, I think I could just have you on Substitute Teacher's Lounge and let you just do an entire episode someday and be the host because I like what you have to say, and we talk about that all the time, so that was a great answer. I'll let you guys go. Let's ask Olivia one last question. What do you think are the best ways for teachers and substitute teachers to reward their students? Because we like to do that for a job well done. So what do you think? How should we reward students? My teachers reward us by giving us stickers when we do good work. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Now, please don't go anywhere. I've got some good discussions that I want to talk about for over the next two weeks. Before we get away from that interview, though, let me tell you, it is on Curious Kid Podcast. It is episode number 77 that I talk about colorblindness. I would love it if you would go listen to that. I'm going to mention that, you know, their episodes are right around 10 to 15 minutes. My last day of substitute teaching before the long break was March 13th. That was that Friday. The teacher was gone. She's a good friend of mine, so we text back and forth quite a bit. And we had just a few minutes left over in one of the class, so I not only shared part of that Curious Kid podcast with them, but I was also able to pull up some colorblind tests on YouTube, and they were just fascinated by that. In fact, I might have actually change my mind about the type of colorblindness I have after taking that test. So make sure you go listen to that. Now we're going to talk about the next few weeks in just a moment. I'll take you down my last week of teaching. First of all, there's a lot of podcasts doing unusual things right now. I want to do the same. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, let me mention two other podcasts to you who are doing this. First of all, there is a podcast called the 10K Dollar Day Podcast. That is 10K 
then the word dollar, and then day. So 10K dollar day. They decided to go to a daily podcast while so many of us are off just so that they can talk to other podcasters and get a feel for what they're doing with their time off. And they talked to me this week. I would love for you to hear the sound clip. I, of course, talked about Substitute Teacher's Lounge. It's only about 40 seconds, so you'll get through it fairly quickly. But go to the 10K Dollar Day podcast. It is their March 20th episode, so I would love for you to go listen to that. Now, one other podcast I want to mention to you because I think it's the best story that I've heard so far about how quickly things changed that last week when so many of us were given the news about staying in and wanting to do our part, but making sure we had everything taken care of. The name of the podcast is called The Hoop House, and on episode 44, they had a special episode about a lady named Jessica whose family was scheduled for a Disney cruise, and they boarded the ship on March 7th for a week. Well, you guys know what happened during that week, so just to see how it was handled when they first got on the ship, and then how things changed as the week progressed, they are fine, they are home, but I tell you what, of all the different stories, and you've listened to a lot of them too, just the way things change so suddenly in an unusual and maybe scary environment when they were on the cruise ship, it's just an excellent show. So that's The Hoop House. It is episode 44. You guys will really enjoy that. All right. Now, all of us are pretty much in the same boat. It's one of those kind of things. And yes, you know that I'm a positive person. And yes, I'm inconvenienced both not being able to be around the kids, either at school or on the ball fields. It's going to affect all of us financially. We're all in it together. It may affect some of us more than others. But You know, it's one of those kind of things that it's tough to stay positive, but it helps if we try to at least stay as positive as possible. I'm going to tell you some changes that I'm, we will definitely have our every Sunday episode. I want to tell you some other things that I want to do before we get out of here. I'll just tell you quickly that my birthday was on March 11th. That was the Wednesday of that, what I call the major week, the week when every Everything just kind of, you know, everything in our lives changed for a little while. Me and my wife had gone to Olive Garden. I enjoy going there for my birthday. I enjoy going there anytime. And then we went to the movie, to a movie to kind of celebrate my birthday. And it was really, you know, we, we, use vocabulary words in our classroom all the time. Maybe you've had the word surreal on your vocabulary list. My goodness, we have all experienced it now. Here I was sitting in the lobby or actually in the theater. It was us and just one other person. So the word was already sort of getting out. Some things might be changing. As the previews are showing, I'm looking down at my phone and, you know, basketball is king in Kentucky and I'm looking down and it's saying they have decided to go to no fans for the NCAA tournament. And I'm thinking, my 
goodness, what's going to happen? And then before that night was over, we already knew that Friday was going to be the Friday, the 13th, that last day that taught was going to be the last day of school in our particular teaching district until April 13th. That's basically four weeks, which would be three weeks of schoolwork, and then that fourth week would have been their spring break. So they would just take that as their spring break. Lots of things changing, and it was only 24 hours when the entire NCAA tournament was canceled. That was announced, I think, on March 12th. We also heard about different stories from the NBA about Rudy Gobert and how they were getting ready to start that game and hand to cancel it. Then the SEC tournament was canceled, and then a lot of different things were canceled. I remember walking into school that Friday the 13th morning, and I had already traded several texts with the regular teacher. She had the insight to actually that night record a video that I could show the students the next day, show them how important it was to have access to either the internet or copies that she had had the in, you know the foresight to see that she needed to make before she left. So I showed him that video. It was kind of a, you know, was that melancholy feeling. I'm an official, a sports official, as you know. And just to see the kids walking in at that time, that Friday the 13th with their ball bags because they had practice later that afternoon. And maybe the first text I saw, or I guess it was an email, from the Kentucky Athletic Association saying that our county had canceled the season for for baseball. And I'm thinking, man, what kind of domino effect are we going to have here? Because I'm a softball and volleyball referee. And then you all know the story because it's the same countrywide. By the time the end of that day was over, I think I got the message about 11 a.m. that day that the ent- all the spring sports in the state of Kentucky had been canceled. The seasons were canceled. Our governor has done a good job in this state of getting on, keeping us updated every day at 5 p.m., basically. My daughter is a nurse. She will be involved in helping people through this and diagnosis. She's... She's really garbed up. She has eye protection. She has mask on. She has gloves on. So I admire her for taking the position and being helpful to people. So I would encourage all of us to be helpful to each other. You know, it's it's one of those kind of things that you never realize how much you care for your neighbor until you're put in a situation like this and you want to help them. I really am so excited to share the happiness that I see with our school systems, even though the kids aren't in school. The school systems are going out of their way to make sure everybody stays fed, to make sure they know what work they need to do. When kids maybe come by and drop off their work to at least maybe waving to them on the other side of the glass from their office, you know, just as a general hello and making our contacts that way. You know, it's important for us to social distance. You know, this week, my first week off, 
I, you know, I lost track of what day it was. It, it really makes you go stir crazy for a while. I will tell you this. I want to try to record some episodes more often now. We know as of yesterday, and I'm recording this on the Saturday before the Sunday it comes out, so I guess that was on March 20th. We did find out from the governor that he wants all the schools to to leave their students out of school, working from home until April 20th. So we know we've got about another month. I ventured out into public for one of the rare times yesterday. I say into public. I haven't actually gone into the grocery stores, but it was really kind of, again, that surreal feeling because our big Meyer grocery store in the area, I, I drove by it. I just wanted to drive around a little bit, and it was almost an abandoned parking lot. That was very unusual to see. We have a Culver's in the area. I went ahead and went by there through the drive through all of the restaurants, dining, inside dining facilities are closed. They still have curbside pickup and drive-through, all, takeout, all that is still open. I went through a drive-through at a Culver's restaurant. I like the Culver's. They, especially, you know, they have that frozen custard that's so tasty. I wanted to treat myself well for having been cooped up all week. So, and yes, I'm still on the intermittent fasting and it's still going well. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to last week. It's going to, I know the first seven days, it's going to be one of our top four episodes, but here's some things that I want to change as we move forward. First of all, those of you that have chosen to support me on Patreon, I want to go ahead and suspend that. I want you to stop contributing. And here's why I appreciate you participating in that. The special episodes that I plan to record for that. I now want to do those for everyone. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to miss anything. So forget about Patreon for a while. Just stop contributing. We'll fire that back up if and when we think that can enter into our future. And I do want to record some extra episodes as our weeks progress and we figure this thing out. I got to think thinking, you know, what I could do that was just a little bit unusual. And then one of the kids responded, Buzzsprout puts out a post every week, you know, allowing people to say, yes, I'll interview for you, your podcast. I want you to interview for mine. And I had a kid respond to that. And I said, you know, that is perfect. I want to start issuing at least a midweek podcast that I interview kids. Interviews of kids are by far your favorite episode. So We'll start doing that. We'll start with a young man from Pennsylvania, but I'm going to tell you kids, I know some of you are listening to this. I want you to email me at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com. I want to interview. It'll be short. We'll just do like 10 or 15 minute episodes, and I want you to be a part of that. Also, I want to let you know that next week's podcast, I already have a special guest set up. Her name is Laura Hernandez. She is with Mama Systems. She has really stepped up and taken care of a lot of children. Some are homeschooled, so we figured she could share some ideas of those of us that are home with children, some ideas that will help us there. She also has some children in the public school, so if they can interview, we'll talk to them a little bit about substitute teachers. 
So there you have it for now. I've already gone too long, so I want to stop. There's a lot of more things I wanted to share with you. We'll save that for another episode. Guys, take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Abide with what you're supposed to be doing. And by all means, be nice to your neighbors. Help them out. I've seen so many neighbors that are going out and picking up food for others. It is just outstanding that we are now supporting our neighbors so much and going out of our way to help them. So we will see you in a few days on Substitute Teachers Lounge. Music provided by Ben Sound.